Welcome to Probably Andrew WK. Uh, this week's look at Andrew WK news. Um, I'm your host, Bruce Whaleman, and with me is Mike Katzenstein and An- Amy Word. Oh. Amy Word. <laughs> so we love Andrew WK. What did you guys think about the show at the Viper Room a few months ago? <laughs> One of the best things I've ever seen. One of the best things, period, I've ever seen. It was really yeah. great. Matt. I'd say on a scale of one to Andrew WK, that was like double Andrew WK. I agree. That's I'd a good. Say, that's a good way to put it. If I had to, you know, just. Uh, all right. This is probably science. <laughs> I'm Brooks. I'm your host. Uh, with me is Matt Kirshen. Hello. Look at this. The crew is together. Andy Wood is over here, I'm making it happen. Two We're, shows in a row. It's yeah. Two shows in a row with all three of us. I two can't shows it. in a row. Matt, it's like you live here. It is. It is like I'm here. But hey, hey, I'm going to do an impression of Matt. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm going to start a podcast, then never be here. <laughs> I'm going to bring everyone together. I'm going to suggest this thing. And then I'm going to leave forever. I'm, well, last time I was back, you were away. Like I, I, Well, I, I wasn't even away. I just didn't want to come over here. I was tired. Did, what was right. the order of things exactly? Well, how did this thing come to pass? Because I don't think I even really knew Brooks before we... Did you just pull this all together, Matt? How did we start this? This is Matt. This is all Matt. I, I, I definitely had the idea. And then I know both of you, shortly after I had the idea, mentioned on stage that you had some kind of science background. Like, I heard you do a joke about having an engineering degree, and you, and then I did that gig with you at the Fake Gallery where you mentioned talking about working in a science lab. Right. And after both of those, I think I spoke to both of you, and we just went, hey, I've just had this idea for a podcast. What do you guys think about it? But, like, individually... And I think I mentioned to one of you that I talked to the other one, and then I was back in England for a bit, and you guys talked to each other and set the ball rolling. Yeah, and then so we just start. So just did it. That's how I, I thought it was my idea. It's Emery, Emery, everybody. He's our guest today. It was his idea. Emery, Emery. I remember sitting on the couch and telling you, you need to find a couple of stooges that'll do all the work. <laughs> yeah, Patsies. And then you what? just fly in once in a while and do shows, and then you can make your own show, and they don't have to be that smart or funny because you're good. I like. It's kind of how I like out. instantly yeah. dividing, like, <laughs> yeah. coming straight onto the show, and trying to separate us. We should introduce em- Emery is a comic, but also a editor, producer, um, direct, um, edited the Aristocrats movie, yes, and directed and edited Jake Johansson's special and various other things, uh, and is now the host of both Ardent Atheist and Skeptically Yours podcasts. Correct. You've been um, on IMDb, and and, uh, and when I'm in LA, he's my LA landlord. <laughs> <laughs> that would be true if I charged you rent. Oh, yeah. oh. There's, no, there's no charge. Emery, I, just, come I, buy, on. I buy him sweet things every so often. Yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a little room that uh, that, buy, that buy comics stuff. sometimes crash in, and and Matt is the one that's there more than most. And sometimes blue and green honey comes out, and that uh, that's a reference a to last week's episode. episode. Back to last week's episode. Yeah. A callback from weeks ago. Yep, yep. That's what we're good at. Uh, callbacks. So okay. Matt and I were on your podcast, uh, uh, right. I guess it was about six months ago, <laughs> and I've talked about it on this show about how I don't think I've ever put my foot in my mouth so badly <laughs> in such a public way as I did on that and, show. And Is that came, true? I don't remember. The, yeah, you must Well, that's re- good. Maybe we should just leave it at that. Maybe no, 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 because now I'm going to go listen. So what? <laughs> Andy came... Andy 
came late to the show, like came five minutes in, right? And just went, went and you asked him because it's not an atheist show. So you asked him about his the attack Pendulette. <laughs> yes, you know, I yeah, I'm an now. atheist, but I don't, you know, identify with art, like assholes like Pendulette. And then oh. Pendulette, who's a music video I'm currently in the middle of editing, and who my co-host <laughs> is in the backing band for. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and here's a, here's a tattoo of Penn's face on my arm, and, <laughs> and he has one of mine on his arm. He's the godfather of my child. Um, yeah, I yeah. do remember this. And he's yeah. here tonight, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He, yeah, he has the other half of a broken heart necklace <laughs> that you guys put together. No, no, no not at all. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, and even I admitted right then that was just a facile. It was. A, it wasn't a genuine emotion well, that the, I had about him. It he's was the just an easy he, thing to put the blame on. He's him. a lightning rod for that. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy that speaks the loudest, and and uh, and and like all of us, you know, he's not Dawkins or Hitchens. He's kind of an every guy who speaks his mind. So he he takes those hits. That's all right. Um, did you hear that? Uh, I was just reading Neil Young's book on the plane from New York, and uh, he was saying how he kind of, he looks back at like his Southern Man record, and he's like, "As yeah, kind of pretentious of me," <laughs> like he it, it admits that he's like, "I didn't know a lot. I was a kid, and I was just saying crazy shit." And now he gets along fine with Skinner, right? They've mended the. Oh yeah, they immediately got along fine. Like it was nothing. They didn't have any qualms or anything. They just wrote that thing, and it, like they would uh, always wear each other's band shirts when they would play. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No qualms, but uh, yeah, it just made me think of that. All right. Uh, Emery, what is your science background? Do you have any science background? My science background is that I was kicked out of every science class in uh, high school that I ever attended. Uh, literally, you know, they made me go to home ec. I, I'm not joking. When I couldn't memorize the periodic table. Wow. Yeah. So they thought, like, okay, he's, he can't do chemical ingredients. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe he can handle cooking. flour maybe and butter. He can cook yeah. for people. Yeah, they <laughs> kicked just, me out of... Uh, we don't uh, trust him with potassium, but maybe flour. Flour and eggs. <laughs> <he> can, <laughs> oh, he's made that explode now. How <laughs> I couldn't study. I could not focus on it. I've only, in the last 15, 20 years of my life, and I'm 48 now, I've only recently been able to uh, grasp scientific ideas. And now I, I eat it up. I just I'm a sponge now. I, I can't get enough. What do you think changed in those in those intervening years that made you suddenly interested in science now? Um, I don't know. I haven't tested this yet. <laughs> I, you know what changed? I think is becoming an atheist. Honestly, that's that's it. When I realized that I, I used to call myself an agnostic, but when when I realized that there's no God. Then I started looking out at the cosmos and finding the wonder there that I used to fill my mind and heart with, um, with God and bullshit. So that makes sense. Science yeah. kind of goes hand in hand with becoming an atheist. At least it does for me. For a lot of people. Yeah. No, I, I can totally see that. That's uh, that's actually. The, I don't know if we should get into science stories yet, or if if you want to do the. The probably oh, yeah. science quiz, but we'll there's a story you, we'll, that neatly dovetails into this after that. If you want, we'll to do, do we'll do your uh, probably science quiz. Emery, with Emery, Emery. Here he comes. Question one. <laughs> All right, get ready for it. Yeah, it's coming at you. Yeah. Favorite scientist. Um, Dawkins. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Question two. Least favorite scientist. The teacher that made me go to home ec. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Good answer. A, fuck that guy. Um, uh, hold on. I have... What, what are the other... Favorite Australian animal. Oh. Favorite Australian animal. There's, there's, there's three of them. Female <laughs> human. 
Oh, oh. left field. I like it. That's, that is left that's field. That's honest answer. That's There's no great, other animal yeah. I would like to fuck like that one. Uh, <laughs> Although, really, are Not they known? I think it's just like <laughs> in the abstract. I think the idea of Australian women is appealing because it's like a sunny place. So you imagine that they're all. But they're just like sunburned British people. They're not. They're not that hot. They're, yeah. Right? Who, yeah. Oh, who, no, they, who come from prison stock? Oh, I love yeah. that. That's a great way to say Australians are just sunburned British people. That's no offense. Funny. No offense, Matt. No offense, of course. No, I, I none. Hang on a sec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's it. You actually are putting down both Australia and England. We didn't have listeners in those countries. And did we? women. Yeah, and women. <laughs> and the sun. <laughs> All right, uh, but oh, sorry. Go ahead. Favorite element. Um, Come on, we're gonna need an answer. A blue one. Okay, I yeah. don't know if that's a one, but uh, yeah, it is. I bet some of them are blue. Wait, uh, my aunt drives one. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I got what's going on. I here. think favorite element would have to be. Um, it, it would have to be barium. Okay. Yeah. Good. I mean, if you've had the enema, you'll you'll get. <laughs> uh, favorite constellation. Man, it's hard to pick. It's hard to narrow it down from the billions that are available. I know three. <laughs> yeah, I could probably name five. That's it. Pisces. Okay. <laughs> Is that one? I guess all the zodiac signs. All the zodiacs are, are technically. Are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Largest explosion you've ever been a part of. You've had a hand in. I'm going to guess. A great one. I'm going to guess. Uh, knowing what you were like as a kid, I bet you were the kind of kid who blew stuff up. I bet you were an explosions kid. When I was a kid, I don't want to answer that question because the largest explosion that I was a part of is an awful, heinous thing that probably would put the feds on me. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No, because t- tell us that one. No. I, I, it, is there a way of making when it When I was a kid, we enough? did these horrible things. We used to catch these rats at where I worked, uh, at the Mexican restaurant that I worked in. And we used to put them in water and pour... Awful, awful things in the water. You have no idea how similar this is to how last week's... (laughs) Really? Last week's show, we started talking about where uh, Richard was working, where he... They staged a fight between black widow spiders and bees. Oh, I used to have a black widow that I fed bees to. The black widow always wins. <laughs> That's what he said. It takes some time. The black widow always wins. wins. Yeah. The bee, I, I, I was feeding oh my, my black God. widow spider We were just bees. talking about how only the creepiest psychos own black widows. And you're like, <laughs> I used to do that. I used to have one. There, it was outside my door, and I put it in a little container that for spiders and I and I and I and bees were the easiest insect to catch and I thought that that was how are bees the easiest insect to catch because you you take a pair of tweezers which I always have laying around and I go outside and I catch them by the wings and throw them in the thing I mean they were always right outside my door now what is the woman in the hole doing while you're doing this (laughs) (laughs) and that's where the biggest explosion comes Uh, in yeah yeah, I, I, I I thought it was cool. I, I, I and I wanted to give the I when I started doing it I thought that the bee and the I thought they would it would be an equal fair fight, not even fucking close. No. There was never even something even close to that spider getting hurt by that bee. But also the bee had a broken wings as well, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I put them in full. That's crazy. And they would so, fly around until they would get into her web. So you were saying you, there was a rat or a mouse that was in a jar with some water that you put chemicals in? You want to hear this, don't you? I do want to hear believe me, I want to hear this. Yeah. yeah was, Is there a way of Fictionalizing it to be, to make it, uh, can you make it like a Romanov okay. left? All or right, so let's, let's, let's say your friend was, Dexter. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Me, me, and my friend, um, we caught Mickey Mouse 
That's going to be more awful. <laughs> <laughs> Beloved character. M eighties in a rat is the answer to your oh, question. Okay. Well, that's not. I mean, it's you know, it's a step up from. I was talking about last week how I, eight M eighties. Oh, that's a, that's too many. M- <laughs> that's an unnecessary number Eight. of M80s. Two sticks of dynamite. Yeah, the, the the rat was dead by the time we got all the M80s in him, but uh, man, in him, in him, oh, we shoved him in his mouth and we blew up a rat with eight M80s in a field. See, I feel like this makes my story <laughs> so much better. We just did like black cats and grasshoppers and crickets. So like, I figure as long as we're dealing with invertebrates, eight M80s in a rat. Yeah, once Huge you rat. add a once you add a, a backbone to the animal, that that does a different. Yeah. Mammals. I don't know. That's also highly correlated with with serial killers. Is the torturing of? We could only get seven in the mouth. And Jason <laughs> grabbed the rat and put an eighth in it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Do you have any friends that lost any parts of their hands from explosives as a kid? Not that I know of. <laughs> uh, my, that was the summer when that shit got real. Summer after sixth grade when Ryan Brown lost the end of his thumb yeah. when he didn't throw the firecracker away fast enough. Like Before that, it was a super fun summer. Of I've light, had him blow over my hand and fire. I haven't lost a finger. I don't know. My aunt used to throw firecrackers in the floorboard for fun just to watch people piss themselves um, while driving down the road. I want to do a bit where a guy, it's uh, the mayor of a town, he just comes <laughs> and he, he, uh, he's got a bandaged hand, like a really bandaged hand, and he's doing, he's just having having a press conference and she just goes we're not having fireworks in this city anymore no more fireworks are happening in this city okay I don't want to talk about why but no more fireworks I'm outlawing them just ask me if it has anything to do with my hand question question yeah does this new uh, legislation have anything to do with the, the bandage that we can see on- I don't want to talk about my hand no more fireworks Okay, and then two weeks later, he just like has dick written on his head. He goes, "We're not drinking in the town anymore. We're done. We're done drinking. We're going dry. It's going to be a dry county. No more. All right, I'm going to do that bit. Uh, Write that down. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you need to write it down, given that it's now recorded. Recorded. (laughs) But I don't listen to his own. I don't listen to this. I don't listen to this. And why would you? Yeah. Unless you're an Australian who's easily offended. That's uh, next time you're at a show and he's doing a show, if he hasn't done this bit yet, just heckle out. Oh, I don't... Die with bandage. I think I'm going to make it a sketch. I think I'm going to do a sketch version yeah. of it. I think that'll be funnier than stand-up. Uh, What's the third beat going to be? You, you could use a podcast to, to turn your audience into your set list, though. That's you know a good that, idea. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that. Um, you got to find the third beat to the it. third beat. Yeah, absolutely. Hand exploded, dick on the forehead. I kind of just like two. I just like two. two. Okay, all right. Yeah, and it's just a real long, He's drawn the out. the rules of three. Yeah, no, I don't like the rule of three. I you like can't just heighten two. it beyond the dick thing? No, and that's just going to be that's gonna be really quick. It's okay, just me it's with the, the dick, time, and I go, yeah. we're not drinking anymore. <laughs> it's just going to end right there. That'll be like 20 <laughs> seconds. But it's gonna, I want it to be like three or four minutes of me just going, we're not, no more fireworks. <laughs> Just stressing that. Okay, okay so uh, so we saw. I think we saw you going into the woods with some fireworks in your hand last week, and now. Yeah, you did see that happen, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even near Fourth of July. What were you doing with those fireworks? Listen, people make mistakes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, Mr. It's Mayor. It's winter. All right. Last well, Friday, I was awoken at about two in the morning to a, an explosion that seemed to come from the direction. My, my house is near the edge of the forest. Is this at all related to that sound that I heard? My eyebrows are painted on right now. <laughs> if that tells you. <laughs> 
uh, okay. Um, Why is there a bandage on your backside, too, sir? Well, that's I have a cat. Uh, all right, let's do some science. Let's stories. do some science. Okay, then let's get to this because this is uh, this is a story that I've been itching to do for a couple of weeks since a listener pointed it out to me. I'd never heard of this. Have any of you guys heard of the Bogdanov affair Mm-mm. of Igor and Grichka Bogdanov? Is this a is this a film? Is this- I don't know why it's called an affair. It's just uh, they're, they're these two scientists, and I'm making quotes with my fingers as I say that word. Um, they're theoretical physics physicists um, from France who I guess they were formerly sort of popular science personalities. They hosted a show on French television from uh, like the late 70s to the late 80s. They were the kind of Matt Andy and Brooks of their day. Exactly. <laughs> they were half-assed scientists who also had ridiculously lush heads of hair, just big pompadours. Like, they looked like male models. Yep. Um, but if you Google... Still us. Still us. Still Matt, Brooks, and Andy. <laughs> Um, by the way, Google them because the recent images are astounding. They've, they've turned into uh, Jocelyn Wildenstein or whoever that lady has had too much plastic surgery and turned into that cat lady kind of. Right, right. They look like that. Anyway, they made they made waves 10 years ago because um, they published papers that were so awful and devoid of scientific value that they were either hoaxes or just <laughs> an elaborate example of why the public in general mistrusts science and the scientific method because – they were, they were doing things that were so high level in their field that there were so few people that could actually review the papers that they just kind of got passed through. So it sort of points out this failure in the peer review, peer review system because they were working on things that were only known to a few people. And when uh, the news finally broke that this stuff might have all been bullshit, then more experts started coming out and saying, yeah, these papers are just kind of a jumble of jargon that doesn't make any sense together. It doesn't have any context. But the story is amazing. So they, uh, they both have PhDs from the University of Burgundy. Um, one received his in mathematics, the other in theoretical physics. Okay, that's the first clue, because the university, like Burgundy, is not a place. That's just a color. Right, that's just a line. <laughs> uh, both were it's given, my favorite element. Yeah. Burgundy. Both, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both were given the low and unusual, but passing grade of honorable. Um, e- <laughs> e- Igor initially failed and was required to publish three papers in peer-reviewed journals before being given a degree. Um, when later challenges to the legitimacy of the papers submitted by those brothers arose, the debate spread to the question of whether the substitution of a, quote, publication requirement, not, not quote, a publication requirement by professors when they don't understand students' work is a valid means of determining the veracity of the paper. So, like, the professors are like, wow. we don't understand it, but if you get three papers published that are peer-reviewed, then I guess we got to graduate you? Um, so some of the quotes from other scientists, once it came out how bullshit these these papers were, are pretty awesome. Um, what were they claiming to be studying? So uh, one of the things that, uh, there aren't that many things that you can really talk about that makes sense intu- intuitively that they were talking about. One of the things that they uh, said in one of their papers was that uh, a Foucault pendulum, you know what that is? Sure. Like a giant pendulum that will slowly uh, change its its rotation Moves because of the Earth because of the Earth's rotation. Yeah. Uh, they said that a Foucault pendulum experiment. Um, uh, let's see. Whatever the orientation, the plane of oscillation of Foucault's pendulum, like the plane in which it's rotating, is necessarily aligned with the initial singularity marking the origin of physical space. <laughs> so it like, points to the Big Bang or something. Right, right. And they said that the Foucault pendulum experiment cannot be explained satisfactorily in either classical or relativistic mechanics. Um, 
but actually, it turns out this is just not true. The trajectory of a Foucault pendulum, uh, which you see in lots of museums and things, that's completely accurately predicted by classical mechanics. Um, but also, their theory, you, if you reduce the statement enough, um, there's, if you rephrase it, they're saying, since the, Big Bang, since the Big Bang happened everywhere, no matter which way a pendulum swings, the plane in which it swings can be said to, quote, intersect the Big Bang which you can reduce to also saying any plane contains a point, basically. <laughs> so, yes. Wait, wait, hold on. That is true. Right so now... you're saying like a pendulum always points in a direction. In a yes. direction, Are exactly. you just and doing... And crosses and intersections. Yeah. Are you just telling us wrong science facts right now? That's what... That's This, this <laughs> thing... You're just giving me... Your, I'm only half listening, and I'm like, think that I'm actually learning how pendulums. No, work no, right no. That's now. the whole point. If you listen to the beginning of what I was saying, oh, these guys okay. are doing bad science. And when it came out, how bad the science was, and how far they'd gotten in their fields before anybody called bullshit on these papers that right. were just full of fake it till you make it, unless you're a scientist. <laughs> don't, don't don't fake it till you make it. That's uh, I actually like a doctor who who that's his uh, that's what he, that's his phrase. Like, yeah. listen, fake it till you make it. Right. Well, you're gonna actually. I'm getting a tonsillectomy, so. <laughs> Well, confidence is nine tenths of the law. Yeah, that's, that's not even a thing. What confidence. You- <laughs> yeah. Here are some of my favorite quotes. Ah, there's a spider on me. Related to these papers. Um, <laughs> Fuck that thing. One of the one of the criticisms of the papers uh, <laughs> proclaimed that the Bogdanov's papers consist of buzzwords from various fields of mathematical physics, string theory, and quantum gravity, strung together into syntactically correct but semantically meaningless prose. So they just kind of have word salad. Of so really, these- D- the Deepak Chopra of the science yeah, world. Exactly. Did someone actually do that? For real, as a as an actual experiment into scientific paper, someone published in '96. There was another thing that was referred to as as another quote affair, uh, which was let's see. You know, Charles was... Fleischer does performances of this kind. Really? Yeah, where he just uh, you can find a Charles Fleischer. Um, you know, he's a comic, the voice of uh, Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. Uh, you can find him doing this wonderful piece up on TED uh, TED Talks, uh, where where. It's just all this crazy mumbo jumbo, and it and it sounds completely like it could be real to um, a layperson. There was a paper um, that was published like that. I'm trying to find. It the didn't story. have to do with post postmodernism. I, mean, it, I think it wasn't it wasn't hard science. It was that's right. Cultural it, but it was it was just nonsense. They nonsense. Ju- it yeah. was complete gibberish, but with plausible words, and you managed to get it published. We should do uh, not tell our listeners, but each week one of these stories <laughs> is isn't right. Uh, and then it's we forget each week and just we're like oh the sun's uh, sun's not real. But I love also when <laughs> when after all this came out on Usenet in 2002 and people started to point out how these guys are full of shit. Um, they went back to this the, the university that gave them both PhDs and asked about why they gave them PhDs. And uh, one of the people that worked with them named Sternheimer he told. Um, these all sound like German names. He told the Russian New York Times. Names. They don't sound like French names. Here's his quote. These guys worked for 10 years without pay. They have the right to have their work recognized with a diploma, which is nothing much these days. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. So if you stick wow. around at college long enough, they'll give you a PhD just oh. to get you Wow, the Zonker Harris approach to becoming a doctor. Yeah. Uh, the, the one I was thinking of uh, is Sokol? the Sokol. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Uh, in 1996. And it was an academic social text which is an academic journal of postmodern cultural studies and the article was um transgressing the boundaries towards a transformative um hermeneutics <laughs> of quantum gravity hermeneutics is is real it's not a made-up word yeah well they're all you put together real words in the right they're order, all real in, words in um, real sounding order and yeah proposing that quantum gravity has a progressive political implications and that the morphogenic field could be a cutting-edge theorem of quantum gravity uh, yeah and it, it was just this 
utter non- nonsense mixing scientific buzzwords with right social science phrasing and it, but it, it got it got published it got put past it bothers me because i do have faith in the scientific method as as an abstract thing of course you introduce humans to anything and there's failures in just the human part of things but yeah, these papers um another great quote about them um the bogdanov's work is significantly more incoherent than just about anything else being published wrote peter white um but the increasingly low standard of coherence in the whole field is what allowed them to think they were doing something sensible and to get it published. Did so, like, these people the think of, they were you – know, that's the other thing. Did they believe that they were making some sense here? Well, that's we don't know if it was all an intentional hoax because they were already these TV personalities or if they thought they were doing hard science. But uh, hearing quotes, it sounds like they think they're doing real things. It's but always more interesting to me as well. When, well it's always more interesting to me as well when there's two of them. Because when there's just right. one crazy guy, you can see how they kind of start right, convincing right. themselves. Oh, okay, yeah, no, they start believing their own bullshit. But but when there's two people bullshitting simultaneously, I don't know whether they spur each other on and they encourage each other and they indulge each other's. I think it's easier for two people. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, us three do this podcast and we tell ourselves <laughs> that's it's good. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we lie to each- ourselves all. How many incorrect things do we all go yeah to, and then it becomes yeah. correct in the course of an hour long show? Yeah. <laughs> and then someone emails us and goes, "Yeah, you didn't understand that's that not true at all. all." No, that wasn't. Um, I've seen a homeless couple. That's all you need to know. When when there are two people, uh, that's, that's really a perfect funny. analogy. There you go. <laughs> two good. people standing on a corner who are clearly a couple and homeless. Um, okay, I'll do so, this next story. Or do you want to keep talking about? Well, no, I was just going to say, like, well, I want to say something to you. You you said that that you have faith in the scientific process. So do I. You're reading this expose. Right. The scientific profit process worked fine. It doesn't always work as quickly as we'd like right, it to work. But over time, but we know yeah. that Wakefield was a cocksucking asshole. We know that these folks are full of shit. Um, but actually, we that, still don't totally know. What I'm saying is, when you get to a high enough level of knowledge in a certain field. There are so few people who can dispute because it is so it is so esoteric at a certain point that you have to take things on faith. Like there are so many things that we all trust because experts have told us so. And I feel like the mouth breathers of this country that are like dragging us down are inherently opposed to any expert telling them how something works. If they don't, if they don't understand themselves, they don't want to believe it. But at some point, you have to put faith in the expertise of others. No, you don't. You're making a mistake, in my opinion, here. This, give me one example of someone in the real world who was fooled by this pi- pile of bullshit paper. You're offering Lots this of people were for a long as, time. I mean, the average asshole. No, but not You're, the average. No, I mean, people who are career academics who okay, are in so, high places. So, so, so what did it cost us for these folks to come along and write? That's what you have to do here. Come on, be scientific in the process that you're talking about. You have to look at whether or not this couple of dudes, two brothers, yeah. right? This dude, These couple of guys, did they have, what was their negative effect? I'll give you the best example of a way to kind of have not a lot of faith in science yeah. if you really want it, and that's string theory. String theory has never postulated anything that could, that's testable. Mm-hmm. And it's and millions and millions has been spent on string theory, and it's going to pan out, in my opinion, to be zero, nothing, a complete, utter waste of bullshit time. What's that opinion based on, though? The fact that they've never offered it since 1969, when it was po- when it was first po- posited, postulated, offered since 1969, there's never been a single prediction made by the string theorists mm-hmm. by anybody who. See, I don't know enough about this. Any string exactly, theorists? Any th- string theorists listening? Do you want to email them with any answers to this thing? But this is the bigger issue. That this is the meta issue. It's like the string theory isn't the issue. The issue is is at what point do we accept our lack of knowledge and put faith in the knowledge of others in areas where we don't have the time to com- dedicate our lives to educating ourselves to the point we have an informed opinion about a thing. You have to have a system in place whereby you can trust people who are 
smarter than you for some information. Otherwise, you're reduced to what I feel like is a is like a political um, talking point from the right a lot of just you know distrust of academics and and of 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 science because of things like this. They'll point to things like this as a reason why, like they'll point to the incorrect thing about the moths as disproof of evolution. Like, no, that was one chink in the armor of somebody's argument for evolution. That doesn't mean the whole thing is, is bunk. Right. But this kind of thing undermines science in the eyes of the populace, which is dangerous to me. Because well, I do want to have the ability to trust in those smarter than me I don't on think it's some dangerous. matters. I don't think it's dangerous because there are so many rare cases like, like you're talking about. You, you, you were able to think of one. Matt, um, that, uh, of hoaxes, of hoaxes. Oh no, but that wasn't kind. that wasn't a hoax. That was a that was, was experiments. Like that was a you know the guy with the second he, the second it, it got published. He so that one comes off the table as an example. So right now, well, all we really it. have is two. Well, there's probably more examples than this. I was just saying what you're suggesting is almost conspiratorial. You're 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 suggesting that there is there there's got to be other things that we're all being fooled by. Is that what you're getting at? No, no, no. What I'm getting at is just it bums me out to see things like this happen because I think for science to work, there has to be the the general population has to have faith in the scientific method uh, and in faith of the knowledge of people have to be aware of their own intellectual shortcomings, which is a hard thing to ask people to to be. But for, for progress to be made, we can't have this like George Bush kind of like, I feel it in my gut ethos in our yeah. country. You know, you, you can't just say like everything should make sense intuitive, intuitively to me or else it's bullshit. Like, no, that's not true. Some things are not going to make sense to you, but you should still accept they can be real things. Right. So that's all I'm saying is like this undermines science, which bums me out as a person who appreciates the scientific method. To me, this uh, proves that scientific method I get what you're saying works. also. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I see a completely opposite side of this. The fact that you're he- reading this story tells me that these folks got busted at some point, they're right. called out. Well, and, there are some uh, who still defend their paper. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's such a specialized area that there are so few that can really refute. It's like when you have a proof that's 50 pages long for, you know, it took 20 years to, to verify that, that uh, Andrew Wiles had, had proven for Ma's last theorem. Because the paper is so esoteric, you need to find experts who can. Uh, there's no argument I'm making here. We're not arguing. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's just I hear like you. an interesting thing. Well, at a certain I, point, I feel an argument in me, and I'll tell you why. Because as as a, as an outspoken atheist and a skeptic, I, yeah. those are the two worlds I kind of walk in. Um, a lot of times, what'll happen is people will say to me, "I've had a, I've had a believer say to me, well, did you do the did you do the science yourself?'" I, sh- I don't have to, right? Is what you I don't have say. to fucking yeah, do the science my myself. Yeah. There's a whole system in place that can be trusted to give us with almost, almost, um, uh, in almost infallible um, uh, 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 accuracy, yeah. the information, and that's the scientific process. I work in a lab, and like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to explain. Like, the FDA keeps you fucking. Like on your toes, man. Like you have to scientific process for yeah, advancement yeah. of uh, implantable devices is so slow because it's so checked and balanced. Like as it should be, you put something right? out. It's it's glacial for a reason. Yeah, very much. So. Wakefield got away with something he shouldn't have got away with. We 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 should have made sure that Wakefield was peer reviewed far far more. And listen, the own here's where the problem comes Just in. Just in case anyways, Wakefield was the one who published the paper claiming that. Um, MMR vaccines causes autism. Yeah. Right. Um, Other bullshit tested like what? Seven or eight people? I don't remember how many it was. It was incredible. And, and he, he was fudging information. And, and yeah, everything caught hold of the public consciousness like, or the public caught onto that and, and the danger. The it. danger is with the yeah. press. That's where yeah. the danger is. The I got to read, read this. Science. My, uh, we'll get back in this. My 
uh, computer only has three percent. I want to read this article off of this real quick. It's it's very good. My friend Seth Reem, who listens, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we did a story about Fritz Harbor, and I kind of just uh, kind of fucked it up. Fritz Harbor, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he was he was this. I'm just going to tell you about this dude. It's a cool ass story. I want to read it real quick. So thanks, Seth, sending this. Uh, Haber was a Jewish German chemist in the early 20th century. His development of a process to convert atmospheric nitrogen to ammonia. ammonia won him a Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1918. Today, ammonia-based fertilizers sustain a third of the Earth's population. Uh, during World War I, he developed a chlorine gas to be used in trench warfare that uh, became responsible for killing thousands of troops. His wife, also a chemist, committed suicide after their argument uh, regarding his work. The next day, after his wife committed suicide, he left for the Eastern Front to continue chemical warfare against the Russians, leaving behind his teenage son, whom later committed suicide over the shame of his father's work. Um, wow. He then went on to develop Zyklon A, an, incestici- an incesti- incesticide. <laughs> Nirvana album. Yeah. An incesticide. Uh, an incesticide, which was later altered by the Nazis into Zyklon B for use in the gas chambers to kill us. members of this dude's Shh. own family. Yes. Oddly, so, people don't know this, Zyklon C makes for a very nice sheet spritz. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, very That's nice. Great. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought that was That's fucking crazy. Really yeah. crazy. That's some Twilight Zone twist ending stuff too. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man. So yeah. So thanks, Seth. Because uh, yeah, earlier I just fucking. What, how did that come up in the last episode? Or it came up in like back. I think like episode thirty-five or something, uh, where I, I was just I tried to bullshit a history segment because I was like, oh, okay, okay. History okay. forever. Just clarify. And then it all. Seth yeah, that just sent that email that was like, uh, close, but no, That's... not right. Uh, so much suicide and so much chemistry. Ooh, so a lot of deaths. Um, okay, you can go back to. I just wanted to. My, I was like, my fucking computer's gonna die. I want to tell the story really bad. Uh, you could have asked us to pull it up. We all have it too. No. Oh, is that just ripped off? Of, I thought, Seth, if you didn't write that yourself, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare anybody who listens to this podcast do what we do and read verbatim off Wikipedia? <laughs> how dare they? I had that. One, um, this was before before wikipedia but we were doing um like presentations in class and some kid had just printed it out from encarta <laughs> and and accidentally like it was obvious anyway because he was not as smart as the words he was right, saying yeah but then he's like he's just reading out the thing that he'd written on something and he just went uh and he just goes uh see related articles <laughs> no he did not <laughs> oh that's so I, sad. I state your name <laughs> that's, that's oh great. man Amanda uh, Amanda went into class the other day and she saw that someone had written out someone's name and then the, and, and it was the list where you sign into your class and then scratched out the spell the, the spelling and changed it below and spelled it properly and I'm like if the teacher doesn't read that and know that someone pretended to be there for somebody else that they, and she could see that they scratched it out. It was just a misspelled version of a name. Maybe they when, can't spell their own name. Yeah. No, no, that's yeah. When I was little, uh, I've been. I'm doing a joke. Uh, well, I've been opening with this bit, but this is true. Is he always worn when he's doing a joke? <laughs> um, when uh, I was do, I, when I was little, I tried to change my name from Brooks to Reptile. <laughs> like a, yeah. Like is a character in Mortal Kombat two that I always is reptile. I was like, you know what? I Good my, over here. My new name is Reptile, uh, and I used to Didn't sign go. school papers Reptile, <laughs> like wow. at the top. Wow. And the joke is nobody called me Reptile, but a few people did start calling me Faggot. Uh, <laughs> that's the joke. But it's just I was like fucking writing Reptile on spelling tests and stuff, and then like I remember my teacher was just like, 
oh, God, all right, Brooks, here's your paper. I'm like, oh, that's not it. Actually, it's Reptile now. Uh, just really trying to get people to call me Reptile. <laughs> I'm imagining, wow. if, what if you'd just been born like five years earlier? The, the awful video game-related tattoo you might have uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your name's Pikachu, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly what it would be. Uh, also, I was talking about this the other night. Uh, last night, I remember I used to bring in blow pops for my birthday at school. Yeah. And I remember in first grade, we would do this thing like if it was your birthday, everybody, like, everybody put your heads down. Put your heads down. We're going to pass out treats. Okay. And I just remember I saw a girl peeking while I was passing out. And I was like, you don't get a blow pop now, Stephanie. Like, a little, a little, little <laughs> wow. that was the worst little kid ever. Like, you try to peek, you don't get a blow pop. Uh, and then, what, what was the point of not looking? There, I, there, I don't know, man. It just always was put your heads down. Here comes some they treats. They call this grooming. Yeah. yeah was it this. was it so they didn't argue about which treat they got maybe or what was the I don't know why yeah. it so happened. You don't find out who gave it to you. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you're trying to peek at which blowpipe you get stuff. I'm curious, Matt, in the UK, did you guys have uh for Valentines and when you were in school, did you have um any sort of Valentine exchange well, in mean, class? I went not? to an old boys school. Okay. So yes, <laughs> that's a big yes. So I always suspected so yeah, we did have what was an all boys school when you were in like early. How old? Yeah, from about the age of seven. So from oh wow, yeah. So for, we did have something that was called a Valentine's exchange, but it happened in private, and and yeah, we don't talk about it. <laughs> okay, really? <laughs> I thought that was going to a real place. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, you know the you know the gym teacher would take you into the <laughs> stock room for a Valentine's exchange. <laughs> did, uh, did anybody do, I was gone did anybody do the joke but British people can't love because <laughs> that's where I was that's would have been what I was nice callback uh, well Emery, Emery did you have to do any sort of um, maybe I should just say what we did and see if it's similar to what you guys had for Valentine's just to be fair they had uh, on the front of your desk you would hang a little Valentine's holder that you'd made and I think yeah, everyone had hell to yeah. give get some of that pussy <laughs> I think everyone had to give. If you're giving any out at all, you had to give it to everyone in class, which negates the whole. Like, if everyone is your Valentine, then no one's your Valentine. So it's kind of like uh, well, it's encouraging healthy sluttiness. Yes, right. or it's that. I don't know. Um, I, that, Emma, they're you communizing romance. Yeah. It's an incredibly sex positive school. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> it's trickle down. It's trickle down. Love. You must have got laid massively. Oh my god, so much. He he just, all he did was hang his pouch over the edge of the desk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do to this day. Yeah, um, hang a pouch. And wait for ladies to oh, come geez. fill it. I don't know. I got this means. Valentine one time. This girl who I liked wrote Brooks, and then in parentheses high waters. I didn't know what that meant. Oh, right. I thought it was a positive thing, <laughs> and I kept that Valentine. I was like, I think that she likes me. I don't. I don't yeah. know what it means. It means that I wore too small of pants. Her, his pants came up too high. Yeah. Oh, okay. The legs so didn't you could go see down far enough, so it looked stupid. like he was getting ready for the flood. Like, so yeah, his exactly. pant legs wouldn't get wet. So They're called high, high waters. waters. Uh, but I didn't know what it meant. I was like, enough. oh, man, she's flirting with me. She's <laughs> calling me high waters? That's probably, what it, that's probably a slang for cool dude. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what she was doing, Reptile. Also, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, fuck you her, man. I'm a growing child. I can't get new jeans every week. Um, <laughs> that was a real concern, though. That was a real concern, having high waters. That was, uh, yeah. But then again, there was also time before, I'm 10 years older than you, so I don't know if you guys had this, but pegging your jeans, did you guys ever do that? Pegging? Uh -uh. Do you know what it was? Pegging? No. You I know what pegging fold, is now. Fold over the, uh, thanks to Dan Savage, yeah. Uh, you would fold over the leg of your jeans and then uh, roll it up, so you would make 
like your jeans would become tapered and would go to a tight fit around your ankle. This is in like eighth grade, 90, like 91. No, it looked awful. So you'd have and like lots of golf socks over the top of that. No, it'd be, <laughs> lo- the look was like oh, loafers, white socks, pegged jeans. Yeah. Oh, it was awful looking. It was just like it was it was in the era of like color me bad were bands that were popular in the day. Um, I used to have my grandma cut my jeans up and then put and then sew bandana in them to give them a wider flare. Hell yeah. Well, That's no. what I did. Get that pussy. I'm 48. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, See, but bell-bottoms came back in a big way. Like Bell-bottoms, I think, are pretty cool, actually. Um, Compared to peg jeans, bell-bottoms are amazing. I, did, I went into some uh, <laughs> meetings last in New York, and I tucked... I'm doing this new thing where I tuck my pants into my boots... And I know that in one year I will look back and go, Jesus Christ, man. But I'm doing it right now. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It looks terrible. Are you wearing are you doing anything like, you know, having the boots kind of open? Yeah, yeah. I, put, I, I open up the boots. Uh, I don't know. Those are nice boots. I didn't notice those boots. Yeah, I'm a boot guy now. Oh, okay. This country summer makes way for boot fall. Post-breakup Brooks is boots boot guy. guy. Okay. So are you open to advice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, stop it. Oh, no, I'm not going to stop it. Reptile, stop this. No, this is my new, this is 26-year-old reptile. I, <laughs> have you kept track of some of your phases? Because I'm curious. I, I, I have, I don't, I'm not a guy who has a lot of like really mar- easily marked phases like this. You know, things that I... I'm not making fun. Pant-pegging is certainly a... Uh, right. That's a nail in a board right there. Um, that's true. No, I mean, it's that's just post-breakup, I just started dressing weird. No, but can, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Can you think of things like post-college where you like you went through a, like a six-month thing where you were doing this or you know mm, things that were... I, I got into skateboarding. I went through a real heavy skateboard okay. phase about a year ago. A uh, year ago. A year ago. Wow. I learned how to skateboard and then skate it everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, the phases are still short when you're in your 20s, and then they, they elongate the older you get, the yeah. length of a phase, I'm until a, it becomes just your life. And then the they start to come back as well. They, then they, yeah. There's a little look in, in your 30s, like, maybe I'll try that again. That was... Yeah. Hey, did yo-yos Why get... did I quit playing trombone again? Like, yeah. I'm going to buy a plastic uh, trombone soon because it's $100. Uh, did yo-yos get big? Yo-yos were my thing I yo-yoed. in sixth grade. I were you the yo-yo. good one? You yeah. The spin around. I was really good at yo-yoing. Yeah, I was like really good. Uh, concerning. You know when somebody's a little too good at something, you're like, all right, what are you doing? Like, I, had, uh, I got too good at Guitar Hero in college to where it's like, oh, oh. I should have just learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're not the same thing. No, yeah. I know, but I'm like, if I spent as much time as I did getting good at this right. as yeah. I did trying to learn how to play the guitar, the time would, spent would have been. Yeah. yeah, you could have at least got. You could have got to the level of guitar where you could take one at a party and do a couple of things. I could have played the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could have played the. The Cave by Mumford and Sons by now. Nice. I actually, uh, I, I was, I was killing time this summer, and I was like, I gotta find something productive. I was kind of bummed out, and I was like, I gotta find something productive to do. So I picked up the ukulele. I learned the ukulele. Yeah, you a, you, you're summer. in a ukulele phase right now. I'm kind of in a ukulele phase. You're gonna yeah. look back at this and go, no, Jesus no, Christ! I stand by it. I stand by it. <laughs> Tucking my pants I've been into posting, my boots. I've been recording ukulele covers every day and putting them up on YouTube. If you want to check it out, some of them are okay. I feel like some of them are okay. And this, I'm not is, kidding. this is I'm a not phase. Joking. This is a phase that okay. you're going through. We'll also. See. Check them out. I fucking watch them at work. They're great. You like the Black Keys one with the with the with the fucking oh, distorted yeah. distorted ukule- electric ukulele? I plugged it in and put it's it. Really in like a, anyway, it's really good. Anyway, it's great. YouTube slash Andy T Wood. This is an actual thing that you. No, I've got sixteen songs up now. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Andy T Wood. Wow. You want some ukulele covers. Yeah. I think a, you should do, be do playing you, them on the show. Do you wear yeah. a polka dot dress when you do it? I try. Here's the thing. Sometimes, it, sometimes, like, <laughs> wait I a made second. This you're not an a, you're not a fat Hawaiian dude. I made this promise to myself. I was going to do it every day. Then I was like, well, okay, every weekday. And then I'm like, well, I can record a bunch at once and then put them out over the course of the week. But then I'll change shirts in between so it looks like it was definitely a different day. <laughs> oh my but God. now I'm saying this in the podcast. 
<laughs> so you know I did that. So it negates. But there's some. I, I stand by of the sixty, and I stand by like three of them. Like three of them are good, I think, and the rest are whatever. But oh, uh, Andy, I don't really go through phases. <laughs> did I say that? Because I forgot. I totally do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just do you also that. um before each of them? Do you hold up what is actually a newspaper made entirely of green paper? <laughs> That, that you then superimpose the day's newspaper on something. This was today, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. Um, Matt, did you yo-yo? I did yo-yo. Emery, yeah. yo-yo? A little, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yo-yoing's I could, so I fun. Do the cradle and walk but the dog. I, but I remember there was a change like in between when I was a kid and then when I, when I was about, I think around, when I was 18, I worked in a toy shop. And they, that how, was when they. God, how British are you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was when they brought out, they started to bring out the yo yo's that had clutches in them. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They yo, would, yo, yo Mega? Talking about the Yo Mega? The well, brain. All of them the have brand. That now. Yeah. They, um, whereas they didn't used to. They used to just. Used to just uh, That's you had cheating. To make, you had to make them sleep That's by just totally having cheating. a good throw. Yeah, I'm a purist. You'd have the string twisted lightly, whereas yeah. the new ones, when it spins fast enough, the. The force, the centrifugal effect, pulls the fuck that. Here's why my... not? Why not? Why not shoot up some 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 hormones and stuff to get good at it? I mean, that's bullshit. Well, I had one of those. I had one of those that's omegas, and they are fun, except that you can't control when it stops sleeping because when it slows enough, then the clutch reengages and it just comes back. Yeah, your technology bites you in the ass. Yeah. So you want to have the ones that just sleep the normal way because then you are the one that determines when it gets back up by tugging on it a little right. bit. Well, they were I, the Omega, you had to spin it hard to keep that clutch out so it sleeps. They were banned from the Los Angeles Skate Yo-Yo Guitar yeah. Hero Triathlon. As they should have been. Yeah, that's <laughs> performance enhancing. It's like those shark skin swimsuits in the 2008 games. Come on, Phelps wouldn't have been that fast. I got this really expensive aluminum yo-yo that just ruined my hand. Like, because I was always trying to do these <laughs> tricks. It was just fucking rocket onto the top of my hand. And I just, I was always just bleeding. Jamming like, your fingers into it? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, yo-yo battle scar. Yeah, no pain, no gain. Yeah, exactly. What, what gain is there, Brooks? What? <laughs> <laughs> Were you really good at it, Matt? No, I was. I was. You know, I could do a few things. I don't think. I'm not saying I was Brooks good. <laughs> I was pretty fucking good. Did you guys see the guy on YouTube that was faking out all of the morning shows with him? Oh God, he's on the office now. Case he was, Strauss? Is he really? Yeah, he's on the, he's oh, on the office. He was the so great. That's he's, one of the best things, dude. He got the Case office Strauss. off of that. Yes. That's awesome. And I'm, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. That guy is so funny. We were trying we're, to get him at Bridgetown. It's the best. Even if you know what it is, even if you, it's, even if he's not fooling you, it's, it's still my the favorite funniest. kind of he comedy. Does, yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Me too. There were people who were pissed at him, and I'm like, how could you? That's great. It's when he starts going. I don't if you. If you're not watching this, look up K-Strass yo-yo. It's like Zim Zam yo-yo. yo-yos or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy basically convinced, like, talked his way onto numerous a ton, affiliates. A ton of All across the country. Them. Traveling across the country, convincing morning shows in, in small Markets. regions. As yeah, he, he tells them he's raising money for charity and raising awareness for things. But then he starts telling all these stories from when he was, like, <laughs> they go really dark. Yeah, it's so dark. Like, they're like, so how'd you get into yo-yo? And he's like, well, I, I just went through a divorce. Um, and gosh darn it if I don't love her. Uh, and then he opens it, up and so funny. So great. Well, it's beautiful. It's just watching watching the people, the host, just trying yeah. to keep... Saw... Those shows are so light. So yeah. just trying to keep everything so light touch. There's one where he forgot all his strings. He's like... So he just is like, oh, I'm going sh- to mime what I would have done. <laughs> I forgot my and, yo-yo and, strings. And, and let's be clear. He starts spinning the yo-yo and smacking himself in the oh, head he just, and yeah. knocking everything just over awful. and where falls just, like, down sort of has and a breakdown tied up. Just goes, I can't... I just yeah. don't have the muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> There's one where he's in a uh, neck brace for a second. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, I would yeah, look Kaufman. it up and enjoy. Yeah, it's really uh, great. He's it's amazing. Office. How many times can you do that? I can't believe there wouldn't be more stations that would just do well, some just research turn, and just go. Turn. There's a lot of YouTube videos, all of which feature this <laughs> yeah. guy. No, up. I think he threw them all up at once. I think he was smart on that. But yeah. but it turns out there's not a consortium of people to protect little stations from assholes. That's yeah, that's yeah. the good news, which probably makes you sad. I imagine you don't like that. <laughs> I wish someone would have protected little stations. Wait, because of what I was saying about the science <laughs> stuff? I don't know. Stupid callback. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. I, I love when somebody can pull. What does he play in the office? I haven't seen him. He's like Dwight's handyman. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's real funny. Not, is he, is not is he super, super straight? He's like, super straight. There's just one scene where he's taking all Dwight's toilet paper and making it one ply, and that's nice. all he's doing. And he's just sitting there. It makes me laugh really hard. Right. Uh, Matt, do you got the next story? And then we'll probably yeah, close out. I do. I got this. Uh, well, we were talking last week about bees and bee navigation. Um, and there's a one million uh, pound project that is producing a simulation of the insects. Pounds species. equals dollars. What's that? It's about yeah. one and a half million dollars project. Nah, I bet it's like 30. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's trying to create basically a simulated bee brain. It's, it's uh, trying to produce as full a possible simulation of the bees sensory systems that'll help a flying robot make better decisions about how to navigate safely. We're gonna have we're gonna have robot bees making we're robot have, honey. We're gonna have robot bee brains in we're gonna have bee brains in robots basically. Damn. Now isn't this uh Wait, I, wait, wait. Reading... So they're gonna put a bee brain in a robot rather than a robot bee brain in a bee. Yeah. Well I think they're gonna swap the two. I think what they're doing is they got a lab and they got the robot in one chair and a bee in the other and then they put the they lower <laughs> That's the nice. and then the lightning hits it. And then the robot's gonna try and go around shaking its ass all the time and it's gonna be making honey and sniffing on flowers. Yeah. But the bee's Man, gonna go around so crazy. It thinks there's a bee. The bee's gonna go around saying bite my shiny metal ass. Yeah, is that uh, what's going to happen? It's good, and the yeah, the bee. This will sounds be saying, like a really, really good movie. The bee will be saying traditional robot things like "I am a robot," <laughs> uh, you know, robot stuff. Robot stuff. Uh, I love and when does the, not compute. Oh. I have a robot will, in my house. The will robot. either the robot or the oh, bee nice. be played by the late George Burns? I'm hoping. Is that <laughs> possible? Or perhaps Judge Reinhold? Well, there is Those another plan to try and put a late George Burns brain in a robot. Oh, nice. It's about time. The Burns the Burns bot. Yeah. Did the bees ever screw up like they said for a while that they were all going to go extinct and we wouldn't have honey? I don't know if they solved that one. The um, whole collapse any, would happen. Any bee experts? I predicted for the record that this was just utter pile of bullshit. No, I think it was We've a, talked about this because it's also a, a quote falsely attributed to Albert Einstein, that when the bees start dying, that means the world's ending or something, right? Didn't we talk about that oh, yeah. on Bunk, yeah, bunk Quotes can, uh, in an earlier episode? You can attribute just about any bullshit quote to Einstein. If yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, Einstein said it. There was a, a time... Einstein said that, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, they're auctioning off his a letter that he wrote in the last year of his life, um, where he completely lays out what he thinks of religion and God. And it's, wow. it went for 404000 I think, the last time it was auctioned. And it's, so they expect it to be in the millions. Holy but shit. just because someone's Never buying the original manuscript doesn't mean that the text of it isn't. Av- is the text available somewhere online? You can yeah, see- you can oh, see, okay, you can okay. see uh, uh, in ver- versions of it. Uh, tra- what is it when they trans- someone wasn't, translations someone of wasn't paying for the right. Someone wasn't paying for the right to just be able to read it. It's like they want the thing. Right. It's already no, out no, no, there no, no. It's, it's, in the it's, public They're paying domain. for the right to own okay. and care. It was interesting, too. When I read the story, they said that the previous owner said had it in a humidified system to take care of it so yeah. it was all healthy and I'm like wow whatever real rich asshole just who who believed in god wanted to get it and tear it up 
Oh yeah. Oh, no so clear. he he does not. Uh, so he comes out against God. I'm guessing in this paper. Yeah. He okay. says that, I mean, he's very kind to religion. Yeah. He says he understands why religious people need a God and and, and yeah. do it. But he's very clear in it. And and it was nice to see. I sent it to a friend of mine, Kirk, who had been many times had said to me because uh, he's he's a light believer, you know. Yeah. And in debates, he said to me numerous times, "There's a." Uh, uh, Einstein believed in God, right. and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. he didn't, you idiot. And and so I, I love because well, he said but things like God does, God does not play dice, right? He, but that was actually because he was anti gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're misunderstanding. I, I, it bothers me when science use, uh, invokes God ever. The God particle makes me crazy. Well, that was a misquote, I believe. Yes, because, it was. Yeah, it was. They were saying like the, the, the God damn it particle, right? Was yep. why that. Yeah. So. Yep. But I, I like I like well, the, the book. Idea also, the, there's more in the book. I mean, the, the, when when the guy who wrote the book where that phrase was coined, um, uh, they made him uh, they made him amend it. The editors were afraid that the, that's what that's that's what's at root. You know, it was the editors. Oh, the, the term "goddamn" yeah, kind of thing yeah. was too. Oh, I see. And then the yeah. press caught onto that and was like, so, "We'll call it the right, God particle." Right. It must have to do with the existence of God. The so God. someone someone did a search and find, removed "damn," and the next thing you know, we've got this nightmare of Christians yeah. saying that the God particle is because of their God. But I like the idea that somebody would pay for that manuscript from Einstein because no one had read it, and they get to just come into a room and read it, a la that auction to find out <laughs> what Carly Simon's You're So Vain was like actually about. Remember I that? Liked, when she auctioned that, yes. off the right to find out. Really? And someone just gets to go into That a, song was about Dave Coulier, right? That's what it was about. Completely merging up his his eras, which which I think I think I think that paper proves is is probable actually the the one written by the that, that uh, Alanis Morissette had sex with uh, Warren Beatty. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a thing. Or was it James Taylor? Um, where are we at? Are we good? I think we're good. No, actually, I'm sorry, we're not good time wise. I mean, I'm done. Could... I gotta go. Home. <laughs> okay, we do I don't have to go. Be here anymore. The listeners shouldn't hear that. <laughs> this isn't fun. Oh, <laughs> I beg to differ. That was a lot of fun for me. You guys um, do a great show. That was fun. We're just under now, who an hour. are you close friends with? The truly well known. Because <laughs> I can level this playing field if you'd like. Oh, you can knock on yeah, someone that yeah, I'm friends yeah. with. Do you, uh, do you have any? The most famous person. My cousin's married to a professional basketball player. So, what's you, the ba- player's name? Uh, Shane Battier plays for. Oh, the Shane Battier. That faggot. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? I wouldn't want to be in the same room with that guy. Ever since he fisted my sister, that guy is a dick. <laughs> yeah, he actually sounds pretty cool. You don't know him, do you? <laughs> and we're even, right? So now I can come back on your come podcast. On, I want you okay, back as cool. soon as you can do the show again. You too. Come do the show. All is I love forgiven. To, I All love right. doing talking into microphones. <laughs> I'm into it. I talk into microphones. You Matt. do it well. Where are you? I'm gonna, are we closing down? We're closing down operations here. They're making it under an hour. It's, the listener wants that. It's a brief. It's like you see less than three digits in the iTunes description. Like, I can handle this. Well, now it's over an hour with that description you just did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emery, where is your Twitter? Twitter. Uh, I've got two. You can find me at Emery, Emery, I, I, or you can find me at Ardent Atheist. And... S- is that with an, an S. S on the end? Yeah, i got to put an S because some asshole uh, already had Ardent Atheist. Um, oh. And also follow... Skepticallyyours.net as well. So f- also have a listen to Skeptically Yours and Ardent Atheist podcasts. Yeah. Um, any other shows coming up that we should know about or any live events that are happening in the next couple of weeks? I just shot a video, a uh, music video that is really funny that I can't say anything about. Why did I bring it up? <laughs> you know what? You Why did it even this, start? This comes out in... A, it's October. A, yeah, it's an October thing. It's all about... Uh, uh, what's the name of the song? This Time I've you Got It. Know? I shot a music video for something called This Time I've Got It. So there you go. 
Nice. Yeah. YouTube that. So shit. YouTube that. Yeah. And Johnny uh, Thompson is in it, and Penn and Teller show up in it. Awesome. And uh, what was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Shane Battier. And Shane Battier has a little cameo in it. Oh. <laughs> Mending bridges. He Mending rapes fences. Penn. It's the oh, weirdest scene. No. I don't know. It's comedic. Don't get me wrong. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And kind of touching. Sounds funny. Matt, Matt, where are you? What are you doing? I'm still in, I'm in Canada. I'm just I'm in Canada oh. on the Investors Group comedy tour. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last week. Yes. Because yeah. when you're doing a comedy tour, you want a corporate name like Investors Group. Right. Well, they, they, go up, they go up at the beginning to talk about, to, to say, hi, this is, I'm from Investors Group, so time to have fun. <laughs> That's how it works. And then, I, and then myself and some other comics do talking. <laughs> so, Our uh, stocks pummeled today, dropped about 500 points. Yep. So we've all lost our money. Uh, and now some funny jokes from Matt Kirshen. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're there for. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. The uh, what um, we keep forgetting to say: if you have any corrections, clarifications, comments, <laughs> please do email us probablyscience at gmail dot com. Tweet us at probablyscience. You want to say that in an accent people can understand? <laughs> probablyscience dot com. Yo, bros. Gmail. Yo, bros. I'm gonna throw it at you. I'm doing my American <laughs> accent. <laughs> Check us out on tweets at probably science. You got any questions? Gmail it at pro- probably science at gmail dot com. Sick. Uh, tell, can you also tell them to uh, go on iTunes and write us and Probably science. He understands the probably science accent game. Yeah, this is how we do it. Yeah, yeah. Just go on. You just said it. Just give us. You know, when you search for probably science, you're going to find it. You're going to find ways to to comment. And just if you comment and, uh, and rate us, that'll help people find out about us. And that's yeah. great. Yes, that actually does help us uh, a lot. Appreciate. Just it. do like a Google for probably science. All right, guys. That's all you got to do. Probably science dot com or something. Just shut up. Uh, I like that. I like, just, yeah, shut, just shut up. And if you're a scientist, by the way, write in because I love getting emails. We've gotten a bunch in the last few yeah, weeks from in. actual scientists and I'm, I'm so excited that they actually listen. I can't Write believe. in and tell him that science isn't in trouble because two assholes right. wrote a paper that didn't make any sense. We're We're we, okay. If we can live through Deepak Chopra, we can live through these <laughs> jagoffs. We're going to come out of this just fine. So, uh, thanks thanks, thanks for, for listening. Absolutely. Matt, it's good to have you back. Nice to be back. Okay. See you again in a month. Yep, yep. Thank you.